0: Welcome to uh, From the Resort Podcast. This is episode number 25. It is the 21st of uh, January 2022. Uh, one of the first episodes of the podcast series was uh, in October 2020 uh, with the Mayor of Queenstown, Jim Bolt. Jim Bolt uh, is back on the podcast. Welcome back. Thanks very much for your time, Jim. Welcome, to uh, look forward to it. Okay, so uh, there's a lot of things you can talk about. It's been 16, nearly 15, 16 months since the, the first time we did... Um, did an episode um, so I guess I just wanted to sort of pick up from I guess how you've sort of seen things sort of in, in the Queenstown area since that time. Um, when we first spoke it was about six months into the pandemic um, that I guess there was a lot of optimism at that time as to I guess where things would sort of go with it um, but as as the nature of the, the last couple of years has just been very very unpredictable. Um, I guess what would, to, to sort of start off with, uh, how, how things sort of, uh, you know, affected you personally or, or, or the council uh, when it comes to, you know, I guess since, you know, the time we first met. Okay, well, look, um, I probably need to paint a
1: slightly wider picture to take you back to the position yep. that council faces. And, um, you know, here we are in January 22 and um, this issue came about, um, first lockdown, um, end of February, early March um, 20, so almost two years into the the effects of COVID. Um, uh, I think if I go back to when it first happened, we all thought this will last a couple of weeks. Um, Turns out it didn't. Uh, Then we thought it would be done and dusted by ski season 2020. Turns out it wasn't. Uh, then we thought the latter part of 2020 we'd see our international visitors back. That didn't happen. Uh, domestic market after the lockdown was quite strong because people just wanted to get out and go somewhere. Um, Christmas New Year 2021 wasn't bad, uh, but the tide certainly went out in um, mid-January 21. Um, Then we all got terribly excited uh, because we were going to get an Australian market back and that arrived back in April 21 Um, and um, we rather thought at that point in time that was the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, Little did we know that just before ski season the Australian market would disappear and then part way through ski season we'd see um, the domestic market disappear. Um, and um, so Auckland is um, uh, around 50% of our domestic business. Domestic is about one-third of what we were getting uh, prior to COVID, so for that period we were very much on rations. Um, Stop-start, we've just come through the last Christmas, way down on Christmas 2021, and of course way, way down on where we were Um, prior to to Covid. Um, So um, we'll come on to the outlook going forward, but at this point in time Mm. things are pretty dire. So your question then was how is this affecting council? Financially, um, uh, our income has been significantly reduced Mm. uh, as a result of um, losing the dividend from the airport corporation, concession mm. fees from shot and Skyline and all the others who pay us concession fees. Um, but um, council doesn't operate at a profit. We only collect what we need to mm. um, to keep the district running. Mm. So um, we've had to get pretty inventive in the way we run the council at the present time.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's um, quite interesting, I guess, that, that it's just, yeah, just the the effect, I guess, on on this sort of area. It's uh, there. there are, obviously, there are some good stories in there, but there's also you know just a lot of um, stories of uh, you know you know people struggling as well. But uh, be that as it may, um, we just it's just been very unpredictable. I think it's just it's one of those things where, and and as a result of it, the unpredictability, it's really made the government not make decisions. Correct. Um, like, there's just no decisions on really even... They keep switching and changing when they're going to open up the international borders. Um, they keep changing the way that the, they look at these traffic light settings. Um, people can't plan events still. Uh, events, you know, you can't have more than 100 people and, you know, you're very lucky if you can get away with that um, under these settings, you know, red light settings that the government have got uh, in their crosshairs as soon as Omicron comes in. I mean that's that's pretty crazy and 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 obviously people are worried you know big time worried. Are they, is there going to be a ski season twenty twenty two? There was there was a bit of one last year but there was a lot missing from it, um, and it's it's very hard to predict whether there will be a ski season or not. The government's certainly not clear on this whole isolation thing. Uh, when 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 a tourist welcome back in the country, there's no date. Um, this sort of befuddles the mind a little bit but they've just been overly cautious and they're just rolling with the punches aren't they? Yeah, um, look uh, in fairness to government um, they
1: don't know what's happening either Um, and this virus keeps on changing itself and morphing into something different but to your point people are looking for surety um, and there's just not the surety there Mm. at the present time. Late last year government said We're going to um, start to ease the border open to um, trans-Tasman visitors in the early part of this year. I think that's probably off the agenda. What we're all hoping for now is to see visitors, Australian visitors back here by ski season. And to be frank, I'm worried um, if we don't see that, that there will just be mass closures of um, businesses and loss of jobs. Um, Uh, You know, if you look at your average business in tourism, um, coming into um, uh, COVID, they'd had a pretty good run and they had a bit of, um, they had some money, they had some resources, that's just gone over this period and they're now to the stage where they're physically tired, mentally tired. And financially exhausted, and I just don't know how many of them have got the wherewithal to be able to carry on mm. um, from here. So, um, concerning times. Um, a large part of me says that Omicron is coming, um, it's on its way. You've seen what's happening overseas, mm. it is going to get here. It is almost look, it's coming, let's get on with it because um, Mm. uh, we won't move on until this Mm. wave of Omicron has gone through and then that will enable
0: us to consider reopening the borders. Mm, Exactly. Um, So since I moved here in in September 2020, I mean, i found the general people around uh, the Queenstown area, are very friendly people, made lots of of friends. Obviously, you know I joined the Rotary Club. I've um, been with a lot of the Queenstown Chamber of Commerce events everyone seems very friendly It'd be, it's already becoming a fairly small town I guess for me so always running into people you know on the street and that sort of thing making some good friends so um, it's always good when you, when you make a, a large move and, and even with everything that, that the adversity that some of these people have faced and, and uh, not being sure about their jobs that you know people are friendly here I think I mean were oh. you still finding that? Well um, we are renowned for the friendliness of our community
1: mm. and um, that hasn't changed despite the, the pressures that people mm. are under. Um, I think the other really interesting thing that's happened is um, people have continued to move here. Mm. Um, so in um, April 2020 I famously said I thought the valley would fall out of um, housing. Um, well turns out I was completely and utterly wrong on that Um, our property values have gone through the roof and continue to do that population has continued to increase so despite some job losses and people leaving they've been replaced by others Um, active retirees have been moving here in droves Mm. and also folk who um, can either work remotely or run their own business remotely um, have been coming here as well Um, so uh, interesting stat for you um, our population across the whole district in uh, mid-2018 was 40,000, 40,000. Our best guess at the present point in time is it's somewhere north of 47,000. Um, now, if you take that as a percentage increase... Does that include Wanika? Yes, it does. Okay. That's across the whole district. Yeah. So, you know, you're talking somewhere around 6%. Annual um, growth rate, yeah, um, which is far and away bigger than any other part of New Zealand.
0: Yes, yeah, no, that's really good. Um, just touching on, uh, I was uh, present at the when you attended the the Rotary meeting and you got the Paul Harris Fellow. I think yeah. that was a really really good night. Uh, were you expecting to get that uh, award on that night, and uh, and did you obviously enjoy that night? I had no idea
1: whatsoever. I'd come along with a pre-prepared speech, ready to give it. And um, when um, uh, I heard the citation uh, being read, um, they said, oh, um, it's um, somebody who was born in Invercargill. I thought, oh, that's where I was born. Hmm. And then somebody who's got a couple of kids who were born here. And I thought, oh, um, that's very, very coincidental. It's the same as me. And eventually it dawned on me that they were talking about me. I was, um, I was um, surprised, honoured um, and humbled um, that night. Um, I had absolutely no idea that was going to happen and um, I'm immensely grateful for that and the Paul Harris certificate um, holds pride of place in my um, study at home.
0: Yeah, no, that was a really good night and I was very happy to, you know, just to see you and your wife were there and, and um, you yeah, know, it was, it was really, yeah, it was a really great night and, you know, it's something I'll remember in my, you know, Rotary uh, dinner meetings from last year, you know, as, as a sort of standout sort of night in a way because, you know, just recognising the good work of, you know, a, a mayor who's... You know, had a good long history um, in you know in the South Island, of New Zealand, doing lots of different things, and, and obviously been been integral part of this community now. So um, yeah, the um, Queenstown Chamber of Commerce. I mean, I've been very impressed with them um, when it comes to their I guess responses to what's been going on and the general people that are in in on the board and the people that come along to the the events. Really nice people, great. It's fairly vibrant. It's a, you know it's sort of chamber of commerce. They do enough events and they get people involved. So for for a smallish community, there's a lot of small businesses and a lot of businesses that are represented there. So I just want to make mention of the, of the Queenstown Chamber of Commerce and and uh, I mean obviously you, you sort of deal with them quite quite a bit in your sort of role. Yeah, yeah we have a very close relationship with the chamber, and um, we
1: rely on them for feedback from um, business. Um, and um, they've got a, um, a newish CEO, Ruth, who I think is doing a, uh, a great job. Um, a good organisation, well run, and um, certainly an organisation that QLDC enjoys a close and, um, and um, meaningful relationship. We don't always agree eye to eye on things, and it's good that we have a bit of debate from time to time. Um, but um, an integral part of
0: the town. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's, that's certainly been, I'm uh, not sure it's a surprise, but it's been great that uh been able to come into a new place and, and that's been there and, you know, it's been, been a good uh, good to get to know people in, within that, that as well. I guess uh, looking forward for yourself, your sort of, I guess, more plans of the future for Jim Bolt uh, do you see yourself in this role for a while, a while now? Or do you, is is there sort of a bit of a succession plan that might play out when, when it comes to the the Mayor of Queenstown? Uh, this year is an election year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to the polls in
1: October this year and at this point in time I have not made up my mind whether I'll stand again um, or not um, and that's something that might family and I will need to um, reach a landing on over the next couple of months, but um, look, uh, if you look at the future, um, let's remember that we live in probably one of the most desirable parts of the world Mm -hmm. Um, and tourism will come back um, and um, we will recover, it might be a bit different um, than we had in the past. so, um, you know, this is a moment in time and the sun will come up one morning, um, but um, the other thing that we have been, this has made us do is look very hard at um, diversifying our, uh, our economic base here uh, in the district and there's a lot of good work going on uh, by a whole lot of different organisations including council to um,
0: achieve that end. Mm, for sure. Um, so obviously you, you did mention tourism there, and obviously one of the things that uh, some some have been saying that Queenstown area or Lakes District area should sort of maybe focus on as a, a differentiation strategy when it comes to its economy is getting some tech some tech hubs uh, in and around the area. Uh, what, what's the latest with that, and uh, where, where do you see that going? Uh, So, again, there's some good work going there, there's um, uh,
1: the uh, innovation um, facility being built out at um, Remarks Park at the present point in time, we've got a lot of discussions going with um, tech companies interested in coming here. Um, Other um, areas that we're interested in is film, obviously, and um, there's the possibility of this significant new film studio being built over near Wanaka. That's really engaged. yeah. I read about that, yeah. yeah. Um, education, um, and um, you know, I think we've got some things we can do in that regard. So, um, you know, there's there's a number of areas that we're interested in um, in further developing um, around our economy. But let's remember, we've got billions of infrastructure um, that's that's um, built for the tourism industry. So. We can't change that overnight, No. Um, but over the next 10 years, if we got to the stage where um, 20% of our uh, economy was based on something other than tourism, um, we would be um,
0: heading in the right direction. Yep. Just on, uh, I guess on Wanaka, that's obviously part of the the area that you sort of look after uh, as a council. Um, what do you, what's it like? Sort of trying to look after a sort of a de- growing, developing area, which is you know probably about a, f- a little bit f- further away, forty-five minute drive, an hour drive. Um, they they obviously you read some people that think they should have their own council over in Wanaka What do you think about all that?
1: Um, look, you
0: know, Wanaka is actually growing faster than Queenstown at the time.
1: and that's probably to do with the fact that they've got a lot of flat land and it's easier to develop there. A lot of people are retiring there. Mm. Uh, a lot of people are there for lifestyle reasons. Hey, let's face it again, stunning part of the world to live in. Mm. Um, uh, there is, I think, I don't think this is strange that you get some folk in Wanaka wanting self-governance. Um, mm. I think that happens in most council areas where there is um, more than one significant area of population. Um, And look, uh, I know there was moves afoot last year to do their own thing. The only thing I would say to that is, um, no matter whether you've got um, a population of 5,000 or 50,000, there's an overhead structure that goes with running a council. And um, if you wanna replicate that in a smaller area again, uh, then
0: your rates are gonna go through the roof. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, We did touch on property prices before, Uh, New Zealand generally has has had a massive increase in the last couple of years. I think the average price might even be over a million when you look at uh, New Zealand as a whole and obviously Queenstown is one of the, this area has probably got one of the areas with the highest, you know, I guess prices on average uh, in the whole country. you said at the start, you might have been a little bit surprised that it continued to go up such at such a rate. Um, and then obviously, the, what the government have looked at doing is try to change some of the legislation to maybe try to put a hamper on it. But And then we're still going to have a year of uncertainty when it comes to Omicron. We're going to have a year of uncertainty where people don't travel as much, maybe. You know, it's hard to know. Um, these things are going to continue to affect... Um, um, property prices, especially when you've got such a lack of, um, you know the lack of supply when it went compared to, to demand. Yeah, um, that's that's obviously the major tipping point. So, uh, I, I guess w- what do you say to that? I guess when it's when you're looking at the how you know, the price of houses. So
1: we are very much a tale of two cities at the present time because mm. if you're in the tourism industry or hospitality or anything associated with that. Then it's dire straits. Yes. Yeah. If you're um, in housing, real estate, uh, hardware, etc., I'm pre- pretty sure you're having a good time at the present time. Yes. So um, uh, one of the biggest challenges for us is um, the price of housing. Um, you know, we need young people to be here. Um, we need young people. Working in businesses, doing their thing, living here, and if um, if it costs million two, million three to buy a um, an ordinary family home at the present time, then that becomes unsustainable. Mm. Which is why we are um, uh, we have the housing trust, and we're working very hard on the uh, secure home model, um, which um, in which the land. Stays in the trust, so the folk only buy the house, which reduces the cost of getting into a home significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, we we will start this year on the Arrowtown Secure Home Development um, uh, on the old um, Poupon site out there. Um, that'll bring another seventy or eighty houses on board. We've got a target to get a thousand um, secure homes. Uh, By 2028, we're well on track towards doing that. That's the best thing that council can do, because we can't control the fact that people want to move here and want to pay high prices for houses. Some people say to me, you need to um, um, slow growth. Well, please tell me how you do that, because um, if people want to move here and they can afford to buy a house here or build a house here, they will do so. Some folk think we should stop handing out um, consents for development. Well, I can tell you if we tried to do that, we'd be taken to court so fast it wouldn't be funny yeah. and uh, developers would get there through the Environment Court, yes. um, yeah. um, stepping around the outside of council. So waste of time, the best thing we can do is to create the infrastructure that enables the growth to take place, but the cost of housing worries me greatly.
0: Yeah, it's certainly, it's, it's obviously, when I, f- when I first came here, it just seemed expensive enough at that point in time, I mean, and we know it's gone up since then quite a lot, so you're saying, well, it's good maybe that we got in then, but, you know, it's people that are trying to come here, and, you know, they have to be prepared to pay for it, that's, that's how it is at the moment, unfortunately. Well, you know, you have a young couple with a couple of kids...
1: Mm. Um, one and a half jobs or whatever. Mm. You know, how do you how do you get into
0: well, uh, one point yeah. three million dollar home? Yeah, uh, in the um, where you came, you sort of come from. is probably one of the cheaper, I guess, um, places when it comes to all of New Zealand um, and affordable too. Still, even though the prices have shot there as well. Um, so that's quite interesting. There are. It's like any place when, when you look at a, I guess, a, a localities that you know. You, you, somewhere there's going to be affordable housing, but you know you just can't always live where you want if you can't afford it. I guess that's the that's the other that's thing. the reality. Yeah, of that's, that's the reality. Um, what else have I got on here? So um, yes, uh, I guess what what other what other um, major projects over the next uh, couple of years that that you'd like to mention that uh, are sort of going to happen in Queenstown? Um, that, that I guess you'd like to make uh, everyone sort of aware of? So right now we've got the um, the downtown upgrade going on in Queenstown, yep.
1: uh, we've got the um, waterfront area redevelopment over in Wanaka um, happening, um, we have the new arterial roads just started, um, all big projects, um, uh, we um, wish to um, see a new performing and visual arts centre um, in downtown Queenstown and um, while we've had to put the brakes on on that for a little while because of um, uh, COVID and financial constraints, we do want to push ahead with that. Uh, That will also mean um, new civic administration building, new library, Um, so I think that's a stunning project. Very much look forward to seeing that at a point in time. But. Equally there's all the um the less um I suppose sexy things that we've got to get on with as well, like sewage and water and roading, etc., that sometimes people don't see but um but has to be done. Mm. And if the population continues to grow you have to keep on expanding um plant like sewage systems. Um, Mm. you know, this goes with the territory.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely, um So yeah, those are some of the projects. I guess, um, I guess uh, what do you you say? Upper Queenstown, where Brecken, top of Brecken Street. Oh, Lakeview. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's also happening. Mm.
1: Um, That's kind of a joint venture between council and the developer. Mm -hmm. um, In that they do the development, but we get um, a percentage of um, the profitability Mm -hmm. out of it. As well as a base price for the land, mm. um, and that'll be a major development over the um, over the next few
0: years. And again, really looking forward to seeing that happening. Yeah, I and mean, obviously we've seen some sort of some of these things sort of develop. Where a lot of roadworks were sort of holding up the, the town area, and now you can sort of it's getting close to finishing that. I think it's uh, that sh- it, O'Connell's is it or yep. shop O'Connell's kind of, yeah, O'Connell's always finished. And of course,
1: um, we're well on the way with. Um, the downtown works, and you've seen um, in the bottom part of Beach Street be, yeah. you know, the way it's looking, and it's going to be stunning when it's finished. The whole town will be like that. When yeah, it's and that finished. looks
0: really, really good. It's in a nice big area. You just can get straight through there. It's it's, it's really, really good. Um, I guess over, since we sort of first met, have you sort of uh, any sort of new hobbies that you've developed at all? Anything else that you sort of got into? Personally, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I've um, I, um, I renewed my racing car racing thing oh yeah a been out too to, you been
0: out at Highland much sure. uh,
1: yeah no, I've um, competed for the last couple of years in the um, uh, South Island Endurance Series was, okay um, surprised ourselves by a, um, a good result or two mm. um, very much enjoying that um, unfortunately my running career has come to an end the, the knees have cried enough so I'm so I'm on a bike these days which I'm having to adapt to but look okay. um we keep ourselves busy. Um, we've got a,
0: a very active family that um, give us lots of things to talk about. Yeah, definitely, no. And obviously, following you know the the careers of your you know children and grandchildren and that sort of thing. I guess. Um, well, we haven't got any grandchildren.
1: As, as yet, I think that's a fair way off. Um, okay. Um, both our kids are far too busy doing their own thing. Um, but um, our son has his own business in Auckland and. Um, Doing really, really well, and our daughter is involved in the film industry. And um, she's she's, she's been, still local then, or no? She's Auckland based, but okay, um, yeah. she was part of uh, One Lane Film, uh, sorry, One Lane Bridge, and yeah. uh, also um, worked on power of the Dog*. Um, so she's carving herself out a pretty good career there as well.
0: Yeah, good stuff. And yeah, with the with the lockdown, obviously in Auckland, you obviously wouldn't have got to see them for a while. And that's well our daughter can work remotely and so she yeah. actually came home for um, for
1: the lockdown period which is okay. great but yeah. um, look I feel really sorry for folk in Auckland I mean my yeah. son basically um, told me for that lockdown period he'd get up in the morning, go for a run, come back, sit in front of his computer all day cook himself a meal, watch something on television, go to bed
0: Groundhog Day the next day and um, yeah. it, was, it was tough yeah, it's certainly tough, and I'm, I'm just lucky I sort of haven't really been stuck in a, in like an extended sort of lockdown. Um, you know, there's been there's been the ones that they had here, when I'm at, you know, that lasted a couple of weeks, and and then that was sort of it. But uh, and I'm lucky. I mean, I've been lucky enough that I have sort of gone back to Australia at the right times, haven't got caught up there, and um, was lucky enough to get to Brisbane three times in 2021. Um, but, uh, so that's very lucky compared to a lot of people, but um, very uncertain uh, 2022. Hopefully, you know, fingers crossed that uh, things start to, to turn around in time for winter. Um, you know, obviously really, really hope that, uh, that all the, the, the tourism businesses in winter can certainly um, uh, get the visitors that they need um, and basically, you know, move forward. Obviously, not only that there's sort of been issues with um, with that sort of thing, but obviously then you've got these uh, hospitality businesses that are having, having problems even getting staff because of the whole situation, migration, uh, people not wanting to work or whatever it, it may be. It's just hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I and mean, um, you know, it seems bizarre
1: that business is so quiet and yet they can't get staff. And it's just indicative of the fact that we've lost... So- such a large portion of the migrant workforce that we had in the district. Um, and again, uh, for business, it's that uncertainty. You know, do they, um, do they hire staff? Do they not hire staff? Um, they don't know. Look, I just feel immensely sorry for um, all businesses in the district and the whole of New Zealand who are involved in tourism and hospitality and accommodation at the present time it
0: is really tough mm. yeah I guess trying to end off on a better note than that I guess but when it comes to the podcast obviously it's a great it's it's great uh, living here as I said friendly people um, you yeah, know there's lots of stories you know, I like sort of reading the local you know rags and stuff like that the mountain scene the, the Lake's weekly bulletin they're all sort of good little reads to keep sort of up to date and it just feels like a, a really good sort of community so I, you know, obviously, um, thank everyone that I've sort of come across uh, when it comes to uh, people that we've met since we moved. Um, yeah, but uh, thank you very much for your support of the podcast. Again, uh, Jim, I really, really appreciate anything final that you wanted to say before we sign off for today. Um, in May of this year, it will be
1: 40 years since my wife and I moved here. Mm. Uh, we moved here because we fell in love with the place, and I'm still in love with the place.
0: That's that's a testament. I mean, not many people stay in one place for 40 years. So, um, you know, 20 years is a long time. 20 years in Brisbane for me, um, but 40 years here, excellent. No, it's, it it's, tells its own story that you can enjoy something for that long and continue to look forward to the next day. So, thanks very much, uh, uh, Mayor Jim Bolt. Uh, we'll get this uploaded. I'll share a link to you as well, and uh, we'll look, look forward to seeing you again soon. Hello, cheers. Thank you.